This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. You may be seated. So, I have two things, one in each hand here. Maybe you all in the back can also see it. I think you can probably recognize the thing in my left hand. That's your right. So, how does this affect our access to him? So this reality, this entity here, this device celebrated its 15th anniversary this year. There never was a time when he was not. He's always existed, the second person of the Trinity, and he's been incarnate for over 2,000 years. This, as described in the Telegraph, a British newspaper, which was celebrating the 15th anniversary, said this iPhone's quest is to be delightful and fast. That's the quest of the iPhone. His quest, it's never fast. There's delight in him, but there's also a road that is often marked by trial, and suffering. This not only says fast, this says now. Now on that Amazon app, now you can have that item even this afternoon. Now you can know everything you've wanted to know about 15th century Finnish hymnody. Now. So often, he says, wait. If now marks the character of this entity, more than a device, I think we can all agree. If now marks the character of this entity, so patience marks the character of God. I'm not going to put the iPhone in the crash. Don't worry. We'll just set that over here with one of the few men I know who didn't have a mobile phone until two months ago, Deacon John Clark. <laughs> the incarnation of God. The incarnation of God displays a patience that marks who God is, the very character of God. And for us to know Jesus, and I'm assuming that most of you are here tonight because in some capacity, you would like to know Jesus. It's possible that family, you know, manipulated you. Manipulation is always wrong, unless tonight, then we're glad you're here. But that you're here because you would like to know Jesus in some way. And for us to know Jesus, whose very character is patience, we too must develop a patience. We must develop an expertise in waiting to know this patient God, to understand this patient incarnation. Already read to us tonight was this beautiful verse written by one of the followers of Jesus, a man named Peter. He wrote this, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you. Not slow, but patient, not wishing that any should perish, 
but that all should reach repentance. And then in our beautiful depiction of Luke chapter 2, the story of the birth of Jesus, we read this phrase there in verse 12 of chapter 2 of Luke, this will be a sign to you. What's the sign? What will the sign be? The God of the universe, the God of all fount of creativity, could choose any sign to follow that phrase, this will be a sign to you. And what's the sign? A baby. A baby's the sign. This is how God chooses to save the world, through a baby, through a creature that will ever so slowly, requiring ever so much patience, grow up minute by minute, a being that hour by hour must be nursed, changed, held, cared for, a creature that won't even walk for a year. Babies make everyone around them slow down. Can I get an amen from moms and dads? Yeah. Just when you need to speed up and get something done, right? Babies slow us all down. What if the gift of God, what if the sign of God is a sign that says to all of humanity, slow down. Learn to wait. Cultivate patience that you might know the living God who came in the patience of the incarnation. Jesus is Messiah on the cross, but he is just as much Messiah in the cradle. He has come to save the world, and God has chosen to save the world through Jesus, beginning as an infant. The incarnation of God shows his patience. The Apostle Paul declares in another part of the Bible that God is love. And then he says in a listing of love, love is patient. Jesus is born into a dark time, under bloodthirsty Herod, under trauma-inducing Rome and Roman practices of oppression where you lived on the edge of panic and on the edge of not knowing what would happen next your entire life under Roman rule. But Jesus, amid this urgent background, this terrifying background, he would just be growing up. It's not that he didn't care. He cared more than any being that you could imagine. But he knew that to care for this world in urgency, to care for this world trapped in darkness, he must grow up slowly, patiently. God will show that his mission is unhurried. His mission is deliberate. And his mission is of great power because the mission of God and Jesus Christ is unstoppable. He may move at a pace that none of us would choose, but that pace, that rhythm, that cadence cannot be stopped by any power of darkness, by any sinful human heart. He will move on toward the completion of his mission to save as many as will choose him. He's not slow, but he's patient that more may come to repentance. 
That's what God is like. Even when Jesus becomes an adult, you would think, okay, we've waited 18 years. Now he's going to get something done. But he doesn't emerge publicly until he's 30. And then once he's 30, in the ancient times that God placed him, he walks everywhere. He walks everywhere. Why would God put his son incarnate in an era where things move at such a different pace? Jesus is never rushed. Jesus is never frenetic. He's also never passive. He may be patient, but he's never passive. He's never disconnected. He's never just watching things go by without an internal engagement from his heart and his mind. He may be patient, but he's profoundly engaged. And he's never controlling, but he is always in control. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. The prince of patience, that's who we want in control of our lives and ultimately of history. I remember a well-known pastor in the 1990s that I followed and read his material. I remember learning that his church had purchased a private jet for him because his time was so valuable. And at the time, it made total sense to me. But as I thought more about the patience of the Incarnation, I've thought, hmm, really? Is it possible to move too fast? And I've thought, well, I don't have a private jet. The diocese hasn't bought one for me. But I have other private jets, things I employ to Make sure I'm not wasting my time. Do you have a private jet? Ways you cut corners, ways you make sure to be as efficient as possible at the expense of other things? The private jet of your phone, the private jet of a particular work, the private jet that keeps pushing the prayer life, the quiet life, the conversational life, to the edges. Why is God patient? We read that he's not slow, Peter says. He's patient. And he's patient because he wants no one to perish. He's moving at a pace in which he is desiring to bring every single man, woman, child into his life. He can go at any speed he wants. He's God. But because we are so alienated as human beings, one of the marks of our sinful nature is rebellion. And one of the marks of rebellion is estrangement, which is say, we're disconnected from God. We're estranged from the life of God, alienated from the way in which he has his life within himself that he wants to share with us. So he slows everything down that we can actually get to him and be with him. He becomes a baby and moves at the pace of a baby because every single human being has been a baby. And every single human being actually moves at the pace of their own human development. 
And he knows that our temptation is always to move much faster than our bodies and our minds were designed to go. God enters into our time. He takes on our slow development. He moves slowly through the earth so that we can access him. So if you're having a hard time accessing God, reaching God, I know this is a crazy night to share this. This is Christmas Eve. I'm very aware of that. Slow down. Learn to wait. Learn to actually be patient as God is patient. For it's there that you will find the presence of God. It's there you will find the person of Jesus, who is fully God and fully human, ready to meet you. It's there that you'll begin to realize the sin that confuses you and trips you up every time that in your hurriedness, you speed right by. But when you slow down, you're aware of that which blocks you from God, that which comes up in your heart and mind of rebellion. There's two heroes in the nativity story, shepherds and a mom. Now, moms know patience. Just to carry. A being within your person for nine months is to begin a process of having your soul and mind and body trained for patience. Shepherds, our son Ellison had the opportunity in the Middle East to actually apprentice to a shepherd. And he described the life of the shepherd as one that basically aligns with the sheep. You're always with them, you go at their pace. You're always kind of moving them around from place to place. You move into sheep time as a shepherd. Is it possible that all the hours they spent waiting, all the hours they spent in front of coal fires, prepared them for God who would come as a baby? Maybe that's why God revealed himself to shepherds and to a mom. Early church father Clement says, you must patiently endure the way of salvation. So as we are patient, we wait on God by waiting in God. We wait on God. We wait on God for that thing that we need in our lives, which is good to ask of God for things that you need in your life. You wait on God by waiting in God, by living his life, by coming close to him, by reading his word, by being in moments like this in a church, by walking aside other Christians, by living the life of prayer. You wait on God by waiting in God. Brazilians have this figured out. My wife grew up in Brazil, and I remember her telling me this story, where as Brazilians always are queuing up for lines, she said that they'll have these massive long lines, four or five hours of waiting in line for a passport or some kind of paperwork. And what they'll do is bring their card tables, they'll bring their coffee, they'll bring their cards, because they, they, they figured out, you know what? It isn't all about getting to the front of the line. If you live that way, you'll make yourself crazy. So have a party while you wait in line. Enjoy someone else while you wait in line. Not a bad lesson. To wait in God. Enjoy Him. Engage Him. Know Him while you wait on God. The biggest temptation that comes when we're trying to wait on God patiently 
is that we're really waiting for the outcome that we want. And the outcomes are important, and there's many necessary and godly outcomes that many of you are begging God for. But the secret to waiting on God is to wait for one outcome above all others, which is God himself, who wants to bring you into his rhythm and bring you into his life and have you breathe as he breathes and have you walk as he walks. God calls us to patience as he is patient. God calls us to wait on him by waiting in him so that we can live where God lives. And that is at the heart of Christmas. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening. Our vision at Church of the Resurrection is to equip everyone for transformation. As part of that vision, we love to share dynamic teaching, original music, and stories of transformation. For more of what you heard today, check out the rest of our podcast. To learn more about our ministry, visit churchres.org.